Hello, everybody. My name is Soren Post Hills, sitting here with another food enthusiast, Ben Rikosh, and this is Paper Thin Thoughts. We is short sighted, ill advised, thought provoking dimwits speak our truths about trending topics that we experience in our daily lives. And this week, we had the honor and the privilege of having on Simon Davidson of Charlottesville 29 food blog onto the show to talk about food, to talk about local business, to talk about restaurants around Charlottesville, and everything surrounding that topic. So we really hope you enjoy this episode and stick around to the end because we have some great conversation throughout the show. So please enjoy. Very excited and honored to be joined today by Simon Davidson, who we have self-acclaimed as Charlottesville's most trusted food blogger. Uh, Simon, we're big on food on this podcast, so it's a real joy to talk to you this morning and uh, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, uh, I want to get right into it. So your blog is centered around the idea of that if there were only 29 restaurants in Charlottesville, what would be the ideal 29? That's a brilliant concept. How did that come about? Uh, Well, thanks. That's a concept that uh, I started maybe 10 or 11 years ago now. Um, And uh, my objective, I wanted to sort of combine three of my passions. Uh, I have a passion for Charlottesville. A lot of people, you know, really love this area, love living here. I have a passion for food uh, and a passion for writing. So um, I came up with a idea to, to write about food, to, to celebrate Charlottesville's great food community. Um, and I thought one way to do that would be to uh, recognize, um, you know, the real standout restaurants. Uh, and the, the way to do that, um, sort of using the Route 29 uh, yeah. as a... Uh, as a basis um, for the number 29. Yeah. Uh, you know, I put together a list annually of my answer to the question, you know, if there were only 29 restaurants in Charlottesville, what would be the ideal 29? Awesome. And what, what, what's the categorization of the 29? Is it service? Is it food? What all goes into that ring? Yeah. So, um, Part of the w- reason I designed it the way I did is so that I could dodge all of those questions. And um, in that, there aren't any criteria. It's just the 29 that I would choose. Uh, yeah. But that sort of brings into or implies a lot of other criteria. So if there are only 29 restaurants, you wouldn't want them all to be the same cuisine. You, you know, even if we had 29 world-class French chefs here, like who, you know, by some standard were like, you know, some of the better chefs in the world. You wouldn't want <laughs> a food scene with 29, you know, world-class French restaurants. You'd, you'd, you'd want a blend of cuisines. Uh, you'd want a blend of price ranges. You know, you'd want things that you could go to regularly that are affordable. And then maybe a f- handful of special occasion places. So um, uh, there's no sort of service, food, such and such criteria or, you know, or, or point scoring or anything like that. It's just me thinking about, you know, if there were only 29, what would they be? Awesome. And you could have easily, after you did the first list 10 years ago, you could have written an article, posted it, and called it a day. Yeah. What's kept you motivated to keep going 11 years later? 
Yeah, I really like that question. And um, so there's something that I didn't anticipate at all when I started writing about the Charlottesville food community. Um, and that is that eventually I would start to feel like I was part of that community. Um, and so I've formed a lot of friendships with great people uh, in the industry over the years. Um, and they are who has motivated me um, because uh, I've seen the amount of work and passion that they put into their restaurants and their, their projects and recognizing all that work and celebrating it and, and um, trying to reach as many people as possible with that. That's, that's what motivates me each year. And you have all these businesses that you're looking up to and creating all these communities with. What are some challenges that come across as a food blogger in Charlottesville? Um, you know, I don't know that I've faced too many challenges. I like to keep my uh, site, um, I say it's like a positive, little little corner of positivity in a, in a medium which is usually anything but that. <laughs> uh, you know, I think... Uh, Social media and um, the internet generally is uh, tends to uh, attract a certain kind of behavior, <laughs> um, and I I try try to avoid that. Every now and then, you know, you sort of get f folks trolls that uh, come along and want to say negative things or things like that. Um, but uh, I, I have a rule on the social media that I have. You know, the the, the site has a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. But I automatically delete any negative comment uh, about anything, um, even if it's uh, you know something that someone might say is legitimate. It says you know, if I post about a restaurant, they 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 say, oh well, I had a bad experience there last week, and here's why, and 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 I don't discount the fact that they had, they may have had a, a bad experience, but. I started early on thinking that it's probably best just to have a blanket rule that, you know, negative comments, you, you can make them anywhere else you want, but don't use my site for it. I like that. Um, and you talk about the importance of community in Charlottesville and, you know, these local businesses and what that means to you. How important is supporting local business and uh, what does that mean to the site? Yeah, uh, it's immensely important, and, and I actually, um, I take very seriously the question at the heart of um, the site, which is if there are only 29 restaurants, what would be the ideal 29? And and by saying I take that very seriously, I mean, I don't rule out chain restaurants. I don't rule out corporate restaurants. If, if, if one of those I wanted to be in as one of the 29, then I would include it, you know, so... Um, you know, I obviously do uh, have a fondness for the locally owned places, the people that um, uh, that that uh, run their own sp spots, which most 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 of the well, actually, I think maybe all the restaurants in the 29 are. Um, uh, but I, but I think that that's just because often those places, you know, have better experiences, better food. So you've started doing a new sort of category with the site over the past couple of years, and that's what were the best 29 sandwiches in Charlottesville. How did that idea come to be, and what's been the joy of working on a new project like that? Yeah, that's something I started last year, and that is because I'm crazy about sandwiches. <laughs> uh, it's maybe my favorite form of food. Uh, and, you know, I've been here 
I think I came in 92. So I've been over th for most of the last 30 years. I've been in Charlottesville eating a lot of sandwiches. <laughs> and so I had in my mind, you know, the idea of saying if there were, if there were just 29 sandwiches in Charlottesville, what would be the ideal 29? Um, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, a lot of work, too, because uh, uh, there's a lot lot of sandwiches in yeah. Charlottesville. And and the one thing I did is a little different with that that I don't do with the restaurants is I ranked them. Um sort of meaning like if there's if there's only one sandwich in Charlottesville, what would be the ideal one? And and yeah. and then if there were two and if three all the way up to uh twenty nine. Uh th that's been a little tricky um because uh we've we've had a few um closings in the last year. Uh some places hit by the pandemic um and 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 other reasons and and it, it's been a challenge to keep that up to date because i think there might be one or two on there currently that uh the restaurant's closed and I, I i need to get around to uh to updating that list but it's awesome do you have any other ideas cooking up for the future no pun intended <laughs> um you know i i i don't really um you know it, it's it's kind of a fair amount of work just to keep uh the site up to date as it is um so um you know continuing to update the 29 each year i also recognize the best new restaurant each year um and the sandwiches uh you know um that keeps me pretty busy is there a restaurant that's been on your list every year since you started creating lists yeah. Or have there been a couple? There are several. I, I, I a few year, uh, maybe last year, year before, I, I, I recognized um, all of those in a post. Um, uh -huh. And, you know, I, I can't remember how many. I, I would say there's probably 10 or 15 of them um, that have been there uh, the entire time. And um, that's a real credit to those restaurants. And But the reason those restaurants last so long is because they're so good. So it's sort of a yeah. cir circular thing. You would know this better than anyone. What makes a great restaurant and what makes a great restaurant stick? Okay, so there's... Because a lot of restaurants fizzle out yep. after a couple of years, don't make it, have to, you know, move locations, but what keeps these restaurants in business and why are they so successful? Okay. It's not just the food. Yeah, it's not. And so in the 11 years I've written about food, um, I've come away with what one rule, which I call the Davidson rule of restaurants. Um, and that is that there's only two kinds of restaurants in the world. There's those with love and all the rest, and that's it. Um, and it's usually pretty easy to tell the difference. When you go in, you know, you can tell if the people behind the restaurant genuinely love what they do. And they do, you'll see it in the experience, in the food, in, in how eager they are to fix something if something um, goes awry. Um, but that's the, the bottom line. I've seen, folks that sort of dabble in the industry that um you know it, it's a money-making project or it's some, something they do on the side the, um, for fun uh those are often the kinds that that don't last um if, if you go into the industry to make money it's almost certain that you'll fail yeah i think that applies to most things but that, that really rings true here and well put. And how do you balance your honest opinions when making a review while also thinking about the impact it could have on the business or the employees or are all of your reviews sort of on the positive and upbeat end? 
Yeah, I have a uh, a, a rule about that too, um, I, and I, I post it once a year to explain why I do what I do. But it, it's called in, in defense of positivity. I think that's no, it's called in defense of praise. Sorry, that, that's the name of the post. In defense of praise, and I and explain why I never write anything negative and. I discuss the issue, is it possible to be a food writer, a food critic, if, if you never criticize? And I actually think it is. And um, what I do is I focus on the things that I like, that I th and if other people share those tastes, then they'll come to trust what I write about, and they'll, they'll, they'll seek it out. If I don't like something, I don't see the value in, in publicizing that. Other people might disagree. Maybe other people will like it. Um, and and so I don't I don't know how much value there is for me uh, to 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 be critical and I think there's um, there's a lot of implicit implicit discretion in the fact that there's a list in the first place there you know there's there's 29 restaurants on there and there's hundreds that are not uh, and so. Uh, you know, by so it, it's actually even hard for me to omit some of the places just because I like them and I, I like the people. But um, but that's sort of the implication. You know, if 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 I don't if if I don't like it, I won't write about. It. Yeah. And have you tried every place in Charlottesville, <laughs> every single restaurant? Uh, gosh, I don't know. Um, I, I try to seek out you know anything that I think is worth trying. Uh, so I I can't think of one. Nothing leaps to mind of like something that i have i'm aware of but mm -hmm. i haven't tried yet so that that i like yeah and out of all of those are there any underrated ones that you see that don't get too much attention that you would like to bring attention to like some underrated restaurants on the 29 or, yeah um what's what's underrated on the 29 um I think Cafe Frank is kind of underappreciated. I, I think uh, Jose Debrito has been cooking amazing food here for a long time. And I think it's one of those places where p the regulars are like in awe of how um, great his food is and, and wondering a little sometimes why it's, um, it's not even more beloved. I mean, it's busy, but, it's, uh, but that, that's one that comes to mind. All right. Awesome. Is there, I mean, if you... Had to pick maybe a, a three, three restaurants in Charlottesville. Could you do that, or or is it twenty nine is the ideal number? Well, um, if I had to pick three, uh, um, I, I, they'd, they'd have to be affordable. <laughs> um, but it, it, sometimes I've thought about, you know, a lot of people that read the site are visiting Charlottesville. Yeah, and and their criteria I think are a little different than if you're living here. You know, if you're living here, um, you know, you want your your, your Bodo's or your Rev Soup or your, the places that you can go to regularly, but those aren't necessarily the same as, as sort of destination worthy for travelers. So I have thought about in the, and you, I guess you asked about other projects, I have thought about the idea of ranking like 10 of them more for people that are visiting. So like if I, if I were going to a new city and I found this site, some guy that had been eating someplace for 30 years, writing about it for 10 years. I'd kind of want to know, well, where are the places I really need to go? Like, what are the top 10 I, I really need to go to? And so I've thought about that. And, and if, if, if there were three, gosh, that would be hard. 
I think 29 is a good number. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 29, we'll stick with 29. I think that, you know, it happened because it's a road name, but yeah. it, it, it ends up being a great number for the size of a city that Charlottesville is. Um, do you know a good dish when you see it, either on the menu, when it's at somebody else's table, when it comes to you? And what does that look like? Yeah. What is a good dish? Yeah, I think there are uh, indicia like on a menu, and, and I'd, I'd have a hard time articulating what they are. Um, sometimes something might look too ambitious, um, and that might I'd steer away from that. But usually if someone's doing something kind of ambitious, that, that, would, that would capture my attention. Um, and um, there are some dishes, and I actually do a dish of the year too. Um, I forgot about that. But at the end of the year, I do a dish of the year. And those are like that just sort of, stop you in your tracks a little bit and you're you're like wow and usually what i start doing is i start wanting to tell people about it <laughs> like immediately i might start texting someone I, I might i might um offer it to the table next to me i'll do that sometimes <laughs> i'll say you have to try this like now um uh and and that that reaction usually <laughs> is a signal to me that it's a pretty special dish that's awesome if you could have a dream meal your last meal, maybe it's, I don't know if you follow golf, but for the winner of the Masters every year, they get to pick, you know, the meal by the greatest chefs, uh, whatever they want, five courses, all that sort of thing. What would be your ideal meal? You can pick from restaurants in Charlottesville, or you can just, you know, talk about your favorite foods. Yeah, so, um, gosh, uh, I'm from, um, I was born in England. And the last time I went there was maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And um, there's there's a meal I had there that I've always said since would be uh, if my last meal. Because <laughs> like, people get asked that question in the food community quite yeah. a bit. Uh, and it was at a, this little dive fish and chips place. Um, uh, I'm a sucker for fried fish, and it was just perfect but um it, it would be uh uh fish and ships from this dive place in london awesome you want to shout them out i can't Anyone's remember the london. name oh, man. Ooh. i'm uh, just curious what was the meal of the year for last year so that that um i uh have to get a little personal for that one but um uh my father passed away last year and um uh, after he passed away, I, I posted a, a posthumous, there's a thing on my site called Five Finds on Friday. And that's usually where a chef or someone each week is like, here's five great dishes around town. And so I wrote one uh, about what he would have picked because he visited Charlottesville all the time uh, and sort of wrote about some experiences. And one of them was a, a gyro that is at the IVN that... Um, Angela Vangelopoulos, the chef owner there, makes. And uh, after that, Angelo, who I know pretty well, you know, said that sort of my writing about my father, because I wrote about my dad on the site quite a bit, really hit him hard. And uh, he put the gyro, which is usually just sort of like a little side or maybe an amuse-bouche thing, he put it on the menu for the first time, and he named it after my dad. Uh, on the on the IV IV and menu and called it the Mike Davidson, um, and so it's I've called that my favorite dish in town before the, the Euro at, at the IVN. 
Uh, but last year it took on a special meaning, and so that was that was the dish of the year. That's that's really cool. Do you have any past dishes from previous years or ones that you're looking forward to that you might want to highlight in the future? Um, there, there's one dish. I mean, the the number one dish on the uh, sandwich list, which is a vegetable sandwich, which is kind of odd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, most of us think of sandwiches as as meat, yeah. <laughs> or a lot of us do. Um, but it, it's really bizarre to me because it's uh, it's the dish that I've had more often than any other dish in my whole life. It's mm. the vegetable sandwich at Lampo. And um, the w- there's a few things that are bizarre to me about it. Is Lampo has appeared in the Five Finds on Friday more than any other restaurant. And I think it's like 60 times people have named a Lampo dish. So almost the entire menu. Their their meatball sandwich yeah. there is probably my favorite in Charlottesville. Yeah, and so their meatball sandwich has been named like three or four times. You know, their their all their pizzas have been named like five or six times. No one has ever mentioned the vegetable sandwich at Lampo. Uh, but the weird thing is, <laughs> uh, anytime I g- get anyone to try it, they're like, "Oh, yeah, that's the greatest. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> phenomenal." So that that I have a a a, a big thing for <laughs> the vegetable sandwich at Lampa. But it's just like all their sandwiches, like their meatball one. Like one of the really cool thing about their sandwiches is when they haven't started making the bread for their sandwich until you order. Yeah. When, when you order, they start cooking the bread, and that's because they have a uh, a thousand degree oven that uh, the bread cooks in, you know, a minute or two, um, and so it's like a little pocket of pizza dough um, that they cook literally to order. You know, they s- pull it out, slice it open; it's still sort of steaming, and then they put in whatever the fillings are, whether it be the meatballs or they have a porchetta that people are crazy about that they put in there. But my favorite is the vegetable one, oddly enough. That's awesome. I want to. Hit you with a couple food rapid-fire questions sure. before we let you get out of here. First, what is the best fast-food chicken sandwich? <laughs> oh. um, I've had so few. There's um, only two answers for this yeah, one. I can tell you what my son would say because um, uh, he's hooked on Chick-fil-A. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, and That's what most people would say. Yeah, he's, he's – uh, <laughs> But but I don't. I've had very very few of them. Um, my favorite fried chicken sandwich in Charlottesville is at the Fitzroy. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it's phenomenal. Uh, it's unusually good, and and we have quite a few good ones. Um, but uh, sorry, I'm not doing rapid fire, am I? No, <laughs> take, take as long as you want. Uh, I'll try to be quicker in the rest. But my my son would have uh, insisted that I say Chick Fil A. He gets it at least once a week. He, I pick him up from swim practice. If I have a bag of Chick Fil A in the car, he he starts partying. Uh, favorite shape of pasta? Oh, um, I'm a penne guy. I like orecchiette a lot. Mm. The the ears, I like those. Nice. <laughs> Uh, how do you like your steak cooked? I usually say however the chef likes, but if they insist, I'll say somewhere either rare or medium rare. Yep, that's a good answer. What's the most versatile vegetable? Cauliflower. All right, I, I like it. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? I have a view on this one. What's your view? My view is that Technically, you, you'd probably have to say yes, but I don't really like the idea of it as a sandwich. <laughs> Is a cheeseburger a sandwich? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cereal soup. Is cereal soup. No. <laughs> okay. 
Do you, does pineapple belong on pizza? I enjoy it. All right. What's your favorite pizza in Charlottesville? Lampo. All right. Good answer. I thought of another one while we were talking here. Uh, through COVID, Wild Wings Cafe closed, and that was, you know, the best wings in Charlottesville. What are some of your recommendations for people who are looking for good wings in Charlottesville? Uh, I think there are a lot of good wings in Charlottesville, but there's they're sort of in places you might not expect. Uh, the Whiskey Jar has amazing smoked and grilled wings. There's really good uh, wings at the Korean places, uh, mm-hmm. Maru uh, in particular. Um, sometimes at Amas, which is Korean and Japanese, they'll have they'll have wings. Dr. Ho's south of town um, yep. has really good wings. Um, so they're around. They're just um, not necessarily at specific wing joints. Fitzroy's uh, got really good wings, too. Yeah. Yep. Fitzroy. I don't know how big of a dessert guy, but favorite ice cream in Charlottesville? Um, favorite ice cream? I love Splendora's Gelato, if that counts. Yep. Um, and then, uh, oh, the uh, what's her name? She Cake Bear. Cake Bear? I hope I I'll get that, that right. Maybe we could look it up later. But um, she um, she started about a year ago, and she makes all her um, – got it. No, Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear, okay. I think. But she makes all her um, ice creams from local ingredients. So there's all those great, like, local jams and all this other stuff, and so – or coffee or beer or – and she she takes those local ingredients, incorporates them into her ice cream. They're they're phenomenal. What's a restaurant that you want to see come to Charlottesville soon that we don't have? Yeah, so I get asked this about um, cuisine before, and I answer is that I think there's something like 190 countries in the world, <laughs> yeah. and each one of those countries has a lot of different cuisines within the country, and so. A, t- a city our size could only scratch the surface on s- sort of the global cuisine. Some of the food I've enjoyed elsewhere that I'd love to see here, uh, Cambodian, where I used to eat a lot in Boston. Um, you know, Ethiopian food is is great up in the D.C. area. Yep. Uh, there, there are a couple of places in D.C. that have great Ethiopian food. Yeah, and we've, 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 had, um, we've had one at one point, but it, it's gone. Um, you know, uh, Laotian food, I guess sort of similar to Cambodian, but I used to eat that quite a bit too. But, um, you know, there, there's so much uh, that we could only begin to scratch the surface. Awesome. Well, I want to end it with the one question that we ask every single person that comes on the show, and that is, what is one great piece of advice that someone has given you and you would like to share with the world? It can be about your profession, it can be about what you're interested in, or it can be just, you know, general life advice okay so one of my best friends um father was a prisoner of war in vietnam he i think he spent seven and a half or eight eight years there um uh being tortured uh in vietnam um he's actually in a movie called return with honor john mccain's um experience in vietnam is in the movie as well so he spent seven and a half or eight years in vietnam um eventually was released uh, he was married all that time. His, his wife was waiting back for him b- back in the United States. And he came back and um, ended up, you know, building a legal career, had a, a, a great life. Um, but he once told me, um, you know, after suffering through seven years being tortured in Vietnam, he said, Simon, there's only two kind of days. 
good days and great days. Uh, and the fact that someone that had been tortured every day <laughs> for seven years uh, had that perspective on life um, is the best advice I ever got. Awesome. Well, Simon, we really appreciate you taking the time. To any listeners out there, you can check his workout on charlesville29.com, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at charlesville29. Is that correct? Yep. Um, and, you know, hear from him about food, about UVA basketball, <laughs> um, about, you know, all things Charlottesville. So thanks again, Simon. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Thank you. Yeah, making me hungry. We're back here with producer Dave after the thrilling interview with Simon Davidson of Charlottesville 29, and we wanted to run through a couple of questions that we talked about with him, just the three of us. Uh, first off, Dave, what's your favorite or best fast food chicken sandwich? Uh, I heard uh, it seemed like it was categorically uh, Chick-fil-A, and I think that is a lazy answer. And Mm -hmm. I have two answers to this question. Number one is the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yes, it's good. And an equal tie is the spicy chicken sandwich from KFC right next door. So if I'm in spicy mood, I go to KFC. If I'm in original mood, I go to Popeye's. I've not had the KFC one. The Popeye's one is good. The KFC one is banging. I go spicy every time for every sandwich I get except for... Al Carbone sandwiches, but if I had to be fast food, I would go with, oh, if it's a road trip, I'm going with Chick-fil-A because it's just a little bit cleaner and not as messy. Chick-fil-A is versatile, too. They have the good French fries. They have the good ice cream. It's true. But if I need a a filling meal, I'll go with uh, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. It is just huge, humongous. It's awesome. The sauce is very well distributed. There's a couple pickles. They could do one more pickles. I agree. Chick-fil-A is... The easy answer. It, yep. it might be the right answer. Popeyes is good. I can't say that I've had too many more. Um, you know, Chick Fil A is the easy answer. Yeah, he brought up um, Fitzroy for like best chicken sandwich, non like like fried chicken sandwich, non fast food category. Um, I dig that answer too. But uh, smoked out in Crozet, their fried chicken sandwich is my favorite fried chicken sandwich, non fast food category. Awesome. Yep. Uh, next question, favorite shape of pasta? I'm just like you. And so I grew up in a state that is like like 90% Italian, and so I grew up like all through my teenage years just eating lots and lots of pasta, and I'm very specific For about it. For everyone that doesn't know, Dave is talking about the great state of Rhode Island. The biggest little state in the union. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a penne, and pref- preferably a mezza penne. I like t- small penne. Pasta mm. is my favorite, and I prefer linguine as far as like more noodly style. Yeah, I have a hatred towards angel hair. Do not like angel hair pasta. It's that that just turns into flowery mush. Yeah, do not like angel nope. hair. Nope. Spaghetti is the way to go. It's supposed to have a density. Pasta is supposed to have a density to it. Like it has, and and you're and you're supposed to prepare it so it's just beyond. Like it's not supposed to be crispy at all, but it's you're supposed to be able to have a tenderness but a solid texture to it as well. I don't think it's done that much in big restaurants, but I like the the feel of the shell. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just feels really, it's just fun because it can pop at some points, but if more restaurants did do shells like how Annie's does it, it would be perfect. I think another 
it's a classic, but another the great one is farfalle. You know, bow tie. Of course, great, great sure. pasta. Uh, I got this question, this next question from when we had Allison Duggar on the show, and she said, "Well done." Well done. Yes. Okay. How do you like your steak cooked? Well done. That's criminal. I have a very uh, uh, high opinion of Allison Duggar as just a quality human being, and I've got to reconsider that a little bit now at this point. Um, no, I'm just like our guest. Like, I, I also always, whenever I go into a restaurant, I find out what the chef is cooking for the night, and like, I almost always order specials and stuff. So when he said, like, how does how do I want the steak done? It's like however the chef pref- prefers it to be done is the right answer. But I'm the same as him. It's just like medium me- rare. Me- medium rare to rare. Yep, that's that's perfect. I want it brown on the outside, but just on the outside. Just juicy on the nice and pink. Yep. I just like medium. That's fine. It's not as it's not, not as bad different. as well done. Yeah. It'll get redder as you get older, I bet. Yeah, I just don't like to see the cow still mooing on my plate and just having it alive on there. Mm-hmm. I, had a, red. I had a the friend. The blood is what makes the flavor come out and the I juice agree. is, you know. And you you get to dip your vegetables, Apologies, you get to like dip, dip tr- your starch right in there. Trigger warning to any people out there who may not appreciate that kind of uh, cuisine, we do understand. We apologize. Skip ahead here. <laughs> Skip ahead. <laughs> we already talked about it. <laughs> Sorry, uh, y'all. Staying on this, you know, kind of high-end food sort of vibe, what's the most versatile vegetable? I thought about this one a lot while you were, you were uh, doing that. Um, I go with the summer squash because you can just use it in so many different things. It's good on the side. It's good in like a veggie pile. It's really good in stir fries with Asian cuisine. It's really good in pastas w- for Italian cuisine. So I like the summer squash. Soren? I'm not the biggest vegetable guy. I like peas and carrots. But I, I'd say... I. I don't think it's the most versatile, but it's one of the only ones I'll willingly eat. Peas. You keep peas as far away from me as you possibly can. Peas are so good. <laughs> Terrible. Think, Unless they're mushy. If Mushy peas are awful. I think that the versatility award goes to broccoli. But if you want to consider it as a vegetable, I don't know what the definition of a vegetable is. I love broccoli. Is. Tomato. Yeah, it's, it's, it's potato. Potato? If you want to consider it a vegetable, I don't know. vegetable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Potato it is, is definitely the most versatile. by far the most versatile food out there. You have French fries, you have baked potatoes, you have roasted potatoes, you have steamed potatoes, you have potato chips, mashed. you have mashed potatoes, you have so many different kinds of potatoes, and they are all phenomenal. Ben, I'm not inclined to agree with you on many things in this regard, but I'm going to give you the win on this one. Yeah. I'm going to give you the W. I mean, we might get some flack for saying that a potato is a vegetable, but I think it counts. Uh, no, no, no. I, it's, a, it's a root vegetable. You want to hear the worst vegetable? Asparagus. No, oh, it's peas. Oh no, Keep asparagus is great. No, and asparagus, asparagus is terrific. So asparagus bad. is amazing. I grill, I grill, I grill baby asparagus that's like just marinated in olive oil and balsamic vinegar, and I just let it sit there for like thirty minutes before I put it on the grill, and then you just flash it. Oh man! So I also good. want to say that I really appreciate Simon's answer of cauliflower. Cauliflower is a great vegetable. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I don't think, I don't think we see cauliflower. As much as it needs to be seen these days, I agree with that. And it's and it's a terrific like potato mash substitute. Cauliflower is terrific like yeah. to do a mash puree. But yep. you know, you can always have that potato and that vegetable, which go. is why I think that potato is kind of stretched in line there because potato is also a starch. There you go. But uh, what else we got? Yep. Is a hot dog a sandwich? If it fits in between bread, it's a sandwich. So hot dogs, Italian sausages, they are sandwiches. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger is also a sandwich. It's squeezed between bread. So do you agree? I like to give it – I don't 
I like to give it in the category of a sub. Interesting. So, 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 so a yeah, sub. Yeah, but you don't call a sub a sandwich all the time. You call it a sub or a, a hoagie. Where I'm from in the biggest little state in the union, we call them grinders. Yeah. Mm. So, so a sub that you would get from, you know, Subway or a meatball sub or a Philly cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. That's sandwich. not a sandwich. It's a sandwich. Is that what you're saying? It is technically a sandwich, but it goes under a subcategory. Pun intended. Typically the subcategory. Yeah. All right. That's a good one to move on for right there. Cool. Uh, cereal or soup? Cereal is not a soup. Cool. And lastly, does pineapple belong on pizza? This has been a long debated topic on this show. What do you think? Objectively, no. Okay. I, I've had pineapple on pizza one time. Fun fact, we did a pizza review. I enjoyed it, but I just did not like warm pineapple. That was the only thing. If it was cold, I probably would have liked it. Like cold pineapple on a warm pizza would have been a little bit refreshing, but just that warm pineapple and warm everything else, it just didn't feel right for a pineapple. I think but pineapple, it did taste good. pineapple on pizza has it has its place. It's not for everyone, and it's not for every time and place. It has its place in the center circle of hell. <laughs> I think that... I usually order two slices of pizza when I order pizza. There you go. One of them is cheese, it's pepperoni, it's sausage, it's whatever you want it to be. The other one, if it's a good pineapple pizza, it's that. But there's also a fine line between what qualifies as a pineapple pizza that you want to order and what qualifies as a pineapple pizza that they just have on the menu. It felt awkward giving you the W in a green with the mashed potato, but with the potato as the most versatile vegetable, I get the W back on this one with you. I'm glad to be back on the opposite side of this one with you, Ben. All right, well, what's your, what's your favorite meal in Charlottesville? I mean, you, you asked him that. Like, what's your dish? If you had one dish to be like, you were going out for one dish in Charlottesville, what's your favorite dish? Oof. Every Saturday, I get the same thing from Bodo's. All right. I have a small Caesar salad, and I have an everything bagel, with pastrami, Swiss, onion, lettuce, and mustard. It's like it. a Reuben on a bagel. I love it. So I have that, and then I have a salad. Great. I have, I've had it every weekend this year. It's amazing. It's terrific. Can't go wrong with Bodo's. It's terrific. But if you want a more of a high-end thing. Doesn't have to be high-end at all. It's just, what's your favorite dish in Charlottesville? I think you just said it. I, I mean, I really like Lampo. really like Al Carbone. The thing is, is that this is what he highlighted. There are so many that it's hard yeah. to choose from. Yeah. Charlottesville is so gifted with food. Uh, it's it's really just amazing. Yep. I've got my top three. I'll go through them real quick. Um, South and Central flank steak. A carbonara from, oh, what is it? It's downtown Belmont. I just had in my mind, Tavola. Tavola. And right, then yeah. New Place. That I went to, but it's been here for a little bit, but it's kind of hidden away. Do you remember where the Shabin was? Of course. Yes. So the new restaurant, Siren, has a really yeah. good cheesesteak in a, like, pita. Nice. Okay. With some, with like, a cream aioli sauce inside. Very okay. good. Uh, boat noodles from the Thai Noodle House nice. up by Stonefield. That boat noodles bowl is, it, it's it's just one of the, like, most incredible combinations of flavors and spices and <clears throat> You, like when you have it, some you know how sometimes when you eat, you're just like, all right, that was amazing and satisfying. And now I need to go take a big long nap. Like I always walk out of Thai Noodle House after a bowl of boat noodles, feeling like 
I'm, I'm like in Hulk mode. I feel like I'm like I, I have like Marvel superhero energy after I have that meal. And, and so I would be remiss if I didn't shout out my actual favorite meal, which is albeit from the restaurant that my family has owned for. It's perfect. Nearly of course, 20 you have years, to shout but, it out. Um, it's the uh, New York strip steak from Zocalo on the downtown mall. It's right in the middle, right next to the Paramount Theater. Um, you know, it's been my favorite for 20 years. You know, uh, can't go wrong with it. it has asparagus, has polenta fries, perfect sauce. I always get it medium rare, like I said. So amazing. I still need to go there. Yep. Um, yeah. Dave, any any other restaurants you want to shout out here? What's your What's your Bodo's order? Uh, I have two different Bodo's orders between breakfast and and then meal. And my breakfast is just as basic as it gets, which is just a sausage, egg, and cheddar on a plain bagel. It All just right. makes me totally happy. Um, but then if I'm just like ordering something for lunch, I'm getting a BLT and a Caesar to go. Cool. Soren? Keep it easy. Bodo's order. I can't deal with egg on sandwiches. I can only eat eggs if I make them myself, which is weird because I don't know. I just like spices. But for if I'm ever there for breakfast, I would just get like classic everything with cream cheese, but sometimes I get an everything bagel with sausage, bacon, and cheese. Nice. I'm and the most boring bagel order in the world. I like plain bagels and plain cream cheese. <laughs> and I always watch my like everybody order like really. Nothing wrong with that. No, 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 no. I didn't Nothing say anything's wrong, wrong with it. It's just it's one of those things. Like I'm a very adventurous eater. I really love to explore cuisine and food. And when it comes to like my breakfast orders, like I just go straight up, like I want sausage, egg, and cheese on a plain bagel. I'm yeah. a big poppy seed guy too. Ooh, good stuff. You know, Bogo, can't go wrong with Bodos. No, 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 it's a perfect right. place. Cool. Soren, I would like you to do me a favor. Describe that Simon Davidson interview in three words. Okay, food. That's one. That's a pretty good one, right? Uh, passion. Yep. And informative. Those are good words. Good words. We'll be here, three Ben. You know, I appreciate him for coming on. He did talk about food, so that's a good one. And uh, you know, I, I learned a lot, like you said. So where are the three words? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was a real joy and a real honor to have him on the show. And, you know, it's been in the works for a while. So I appreciate him and we appreciate him for taking some time out of his day to come chat with us. And, you know, let's keep the good vibes rolling with some food. Sure. Do you want to hit the tweet of the week or I've got a food themed quote? I'll hit the tweet of the week. Okay. This is a tweet that was posted on July 25th, 2021. So... Okay about a year and a half or two years ago. Yep. And it is from a Twitter user that I will not repeat their username out loud. But it says, people who eat sweet potato fries are doing it for attention. Soren, what do you think of this take? I don't like sweet potato fries. Yeah, a lot of people are a little iffy on the idea of <laughs> sweet Dave, potatoes. Do you have anything to say? Sweet potato fries... When you dip them in a mixture of honey and sriracha is one of the greatest flavor combinations of all time, especially if the sweet potato fries are super crispy and salty. Done. Because we talked about the versatility of potatoes themselves, but I think that sweet potatoes are more of a controversial sort of thing. So, Soren, what are your opinions on sweet potatoes? Uh, I just like the classic fry. I'm not a big potato guy in the first place, so if you're trying to switch up something I already don't like, I don't think I'm going to 
work well with it. And I'm just so confused on Thanksgiving when people do sweet potato, what is it, a pie or something or thing where it's sweet potatoes and marshmallows and stuff like that. That confuses me and freaks me out a little bit. But like Dave said, if it's super crispy and I can't really feel the texture of the inside, I probably will eat it. Yeah. If I have ranch or something to dip it in. Interesting. Okay. Yep. I well did then. my I did my French fries and ranch, guys. <laughs> All in ranch. All right. Everything well, goes with ranch. Ben, what are your opinions on the sweet potato fry? Obviously, normal fries are better. Yes. But if you have a particularly salty meal or you need some little sweetness in your in your pep in your step, sweet potato fries can be done well. They're not always done well. They're not a hit at every place that does them, but you know, when done well, they're worth it. Hmm. I st- I just got to get out there more with sweet potato fries. I got to try them from different places, but they just remind me of like super fluffy and sweet, which yep. doesn't bode well with fried, in my opinion. Yep. What's your quote for me? I want to get a winning well, record again. So we've got two food specialists here, Bobby Flay or Jamie Oliver. Okay. Ready for the quote? Ready. Real food doesn't have ingredients. It is ingredients. Ooh, that's that's kind of interesting. What and do you I think like about that. I like the message that it's putting out. Uh, I'm gonna go with the more well known of the two in that Bobby Flay. He's written a couple books. He does TV shows, um, and it sounds like a real intelligent thing for someone to say. And I don't know the other person very well, so. I would have to say Bobby Flay, and I think that if it is him, it's very wise of him to say. Bobby Flay is a grill master. Ah. Are you locking in that answer? Well, now that you gave me a little clue, uh, I don't think so. I think this will be my first switch after you asking me to switch all these times. Really? Maybe. After that little clue there. Really? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure about You're it? locking in the switch? Locking in the switch. Are you sure you don't want to switch back? I'm sure. 100% positive. Yes. Gosh, why would I say that? <laughs> it is Jamie Oliver. Okay. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, every quote I looked up for Bobby Flay was, the grill is the best place to be. Or like, <laughs> that's not wrong. The be, grill is grill, great. You can't go wrong with a grill. What, what's your favorite thing to grill? Oh, my gosh. Grill. I like actually grilling hot dogs. Hot dogs are probably one of my most favorite foods. Grilling hot dogs is so fun. Man, but mostly because I don't have a grill, so I don't grill anything else. All right, well, and the I, only time I really have been around a grill was when I lived out in Louisa, and we would make hot dogs and burgers almost every week, just in the countryside on the porch, with pickles on a plate, with some tomatoes, lettuce, cheese, mustard, relish, ketchup. Have all the options. It's just like a little cookout type thing. That so I like hot dogs when they're done well and they have a little bit of char on them. Yeah, grilling is awesome. I'm uh, big on steaks, burgers, hot dogs, you name it, I'll I'll put it on the grill. So, Aaron, for our quick question of the week, I'll pose to you something I asked uh, Mr. Simon Davidson. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite ice cream in Charlottesville? Oh, man. So you got the classic Ben & Jerry's with unlimited options. I did really like Splendor's when it was on the downtown mall, but now, where is it now? Isn't it? Is it even open anywhere? Uh, it's should be still in Stonefield, but they might have moved from there. Oh, they're in Stonefield now? Okay. Ben, let, let's get a quick fact check. But while he's doing that, 
Chaps is always a great option right on the downtown mall. It's pretty convenient. Their ice cream is really buttery, so it it is nice. Move through in the dairy market's also really good. They do well with their not just ice cream, but what other ingredients go into that. There's always some good extra flavor. But if I really had to go back to the classic, I would probably go to Chandler's because that's where I used to oh, go yeah. the most when I lived in Locust. Yeah, that's that's got to be my favorite. For me, it's Chandler's or Core Brothers. Yeah. It's, those are the two top, uh, you know, good oh, yeah. stuff. Core Bros. Completely forget about them. Yeah, Gr- great stuff. I mean, Charlottesville, like food, Charlottesville is gifted with some amazing ice cream. Do you get the vanilla from Corbo's? Or are you like a creamsicle guy? Or I'm a- the vanilla chocolate swirl with rainbow sprinkles. Okay. I like that answer. I, I like think people with rainbow sprinkles are pretty childish, so I go with the chocolate jimmies. Okay. But rainbow oh. sprinkles are good when there's no chocolate jimmies. Awesome. This has been the Paper Thin Thoughts Podcast. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform, leave a rating, and a question that could potentially be answered in a following episode. As always, I'm Swan Postos, accompanied by Ben Rikosh. Keep up the thin thoughts. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Paper Thin Thoughts is produced by the Charlottesville High School Podcasting Network. Executive producers are Jen Horn and Dave Stipe. Senior producers are Ben Rikosh and Soren Povasils. This episode was edited and mixed by Ben Rikosh. Music is produced and created thanks to Jacob Lightborn, Miss Waters, and the CHS music production team. Thank you to Mr. Rashad Pitt and the rest of the CHS faculty and staff for the support. PTT out. PWT out.